Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Steeler Nation. It's your Behind the Steel Curtain host, Daniel J. Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. Today we're talking, well, you hear that? You hear that? It's faint, but I think that's a pulse, y'all. The Pittsburgh Steelers are still in playoff contention. That may change before kickoff tomorrow night, but at this point, hey, we're still here. We're still in the hunt. There's an opportunity for the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs. And in my opinion, this team is trending in the right direction. This is a um, a team that has had a lot of struggles early on, had a quarterback change quarter into the season, and are finally growing together. And as Mike Tomlin said the other, you know, couple, last week, they grown up. And so, you know, let's talk about that. But before we get into everything, I, I kind of want to touch on something. Uh, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, rumors coming out that uh, this is going to be uh, uh, Matt Canada's, you know, last year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I want to address those real quick. I, I feel that, you know, first thing that kind of comes to my mind when, when I when I heard this or saw this on Twitter was, man, the Pittsburgh Steelers just can't can't stay out of drama. One way or another, there's just something that's got to be stewing up. But I found I found these rumors to be oddly timed. You know, it didn't really make sense. You know, this team is winning. Um, they've gone five and two since the uh, the bye week. They're still, you know, in playoff contention. Why put out this information now? Why is this important? And, you know, some of the things that came out with it was, you know, that the players are aware that Matt Canada is on his way out. And I found that to be a little bit hard to believe. Um, you know, you can lose a locker room in that way, uh, in my opinion. And so, but let's talk about Matt Canada. Should he, should he be fired? I don't know. Um, 
you know, I couldn't tell you, I'm, I'm not an offensive coordinator or anything like that. So I couldn't tell you anything about his concepts or about, um, you know, play design and, and, and things of that nature. But, but what I can say is <clears throat> I like to break things down into context and, you know, this can be looked at Matt Canada. You can, you can use this as, you know, looking at Kenny Pickett as well. A lot of, you know, there's been a lot of criticism going towards his direction. And, and the same logic can be used with both of them. And, and that logic is, is that they're, they're both with a very young team surrounded around uh, by them that needed to grow. Let's put some context behind this offensive um, season so far. If your expectation was, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to come out and score 30 points a game, I think your expectation was a little bit too high. You know, you had a uh, new quarterback in Mr. Trubisky who was new to the team that the Steelers designed an offense for. It was changed, you know, a quarter into the seasons for for Kenny Pickett. And during that time, Kenny Pickett was going to be playing, uh, you know, he was going up against Buffalo, Miami, the Eagles, Tampa Bay. These were defenses that at the time and, and still are very strong defenses and some of the top defenses and top teams in the NFL. I don't think the answer at that point was to give Kenny Pickett the entire playbook. The answer was probably to try to keep it simple. And a, and a, and a side effect of keeping it simple is probably a little bit of limitations. But as this team grew and as this team has built together, you've seen, uh, you know, this team develop. You've seen steps being taken in the right direction, trending upward, so to speak, as the title of this you know show is. You know, early on in this season, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were having a hard time, you know, maintaining a drive, not going three and out. And then it's progressed to, you know, being able to run the ball and gain an identity. And now they're, they're, you know, in this last game, if you, if you thought or expected an onslaught of offense in negative degree weather, um, I, I think your expectation was um, <laughs> way above where it should have been. You know, I predicted this team was going to score about 13 points and that the weather was going to be a, a factor to it. I don't think there's many teams in the NFL that could have been out there and played in the wind and the cold in that manner and put up over 25 points. And the Pittsburgh Steelers had an opportunity to put up 19. Boswell missed a couple of field goals. Now, I understand it was cold and all these other things, but if you're looking at those weather conditions and excusing Boswell for his missed field goals for him, then the same could be done for the offensive production in total. I mean, you had some balls that were floating in the air a little bit higher. You had some um, catch the balls that should have been caught. And this goes for both teams. You know, and, and that was because the weather was had, an, had a factor in it. Not to mention you had Kenny Pickett coming off of a concussion. So in my opinion, I think the game plan was to protect him in a little, way, in a little ways or a little bit maybe design a game plan so that he's not taking a lot of hits. Now, I would have thought that would have <laughs> equaled out to more, you know, running attempts, but, you know, it was pretty even. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It, it was mostly run, uh, pass, you know, with 39 attempts to 27, K, uh, uh, you know, rushing attempts. Uh, 39 passing attempts for Kenny Pickett, I apologize. And so... You know, I would have leaned more that direction. In fact, in my last, you know, episode, 
I talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers getting back to old school football. However, the defense, you know, sometimes you got to play with what the defense is showing you and giving you. And, you know, given the elements, the the, the Vegas Raiders were playing a front that, you know, made the pass more of a um, advantage for the team. And I say that with all being said, it's just that I think our expectations are a little bit high. You know, you have a team that, especially after the bye week, that has maintained possession of the ball, started to rush the ball uh, with more efficiency. And a team that, in my opinion, it looks like offensively they're getting a little bit more creative. Now, is that because uh, somebody else is calling to plays? I doubt it. Maybe perhaps it's because this team has developed to the point where they can get into that portion of the playbook. And so, you know, another thing is patience has been a virtue that has done well for the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization. And, you know, Todd Haley, his, you know, first two years as an offensive coordinator, went eight and eight, didn't have a playoff appearance. And he did this with a quarterback that had appeared in three Super Bowls, one, two, in 2013, he had Le'Veon Bell. He had Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown, Heath Miller. On the offensive line, you had DeCastro, Ramon Foster, Marquise Pouncey went er- down early in that year with an ACL. You know, the defense was a little bit shaky. They were getting kind of old at that point. And yet, they still had the Troy Palomalu, the James Harrisons, the uh, Lamar Woodleys in that year. And yet the team wasn't able to um, get, do any better than eight and eight. Everybody wanted Haley fired, including myself. You know, the bubble screen doesn't work. The you know, short dink and dunk pass option isn't working. You know, everybody wanted Bruce Arians, you know, no risk it, no biscuit, throw the ball down the field type of offense that the Steelers had that led them to a Super Bowl um, trophy. And so with that being said, Todd Haley stuck around for a few more years and the Steelers offense became one of the most prolific and probably Steelers history when you look at him statistically. Not saying that Matt Canada is going to turn the page in that manner, you know, or or Kenny Pickett is going to be uh, what Ben Roethlisberger was during the Killer Bees era. Those are all things that are still yet to be determined. However, to to blow it up now and you know fire Canada now. Well, it was reported earlier this offseason that he handpicked majority of the offensive staff, so that'd be a, a house cleaning, in my opinion. Once you hire a new offensive coordinator, who's going to want to implement his staff? That happens very young in Kenny Pickett's career. You know, he now has to learn a new offense, and not just him, but the entire offense. And this is a young team. You know, you're looking at Kenny Pickett next year going into a second year. You know, George Pickens also going into a second year. And so, you know, Najee and and, and Fryermuth would be going into the third year, so they'd be a little bit more veteran-like, but still very young. And, 
if you expect that they, that you know this new offensive coordinator is going to be able to open up the playbook week one, implementing a brand new offense, your expectations pretty pretty wildly high, in my opinion. If you think there's not going to be any growing pains, uh, I think you're mistaken. And you know, not saying that Matt Canada is, um, you know, he, he there's not somebody that could have done the job better than him. I'm sure there is, but when the uh, the organization pays what they pays to offensive coordinators and to their staff, you know, you have to try to, you know, let let a program work and develop. Like I mentioned before, patience has been a virtue that has done well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have had three coaches in how many decades? So. You know, that seemed to have worked out fairly well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's bumps and, you know, there's going to be bumps and potholes and and ups and downs associated with, with football. But, you know, and with the team that's rebuilding, I know that's something that we didn't want to say, you know, or believe going into this season. However, it is what it is. You know, when you go from uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback to starting multiple quarterbacks in a season, uh, the following year, that's not of um, usually indicative of a team that is not rebuilding. Now, fortunately for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they uh, they got their guy at the quarterback position. I believe that Kenny Pickett turned a corner in this last game, especially in that last drive. You know what a, what he was able to do in that last drive was Ben Roethlisberger esque, meaning he didn't allow the situation and the, you know, the game and the, you know, the eyes of the world watching him and the team. And, you know, on a night where they were celebrating Franco Harris, Mary, rest in peace. You know, all the pressure in the world there. And he was able to drive down the field and put the ball in the end zone on a very accurate, well-delivered ball in the elements you can't ask for anything more than that, guys, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I think that it just doesn't make sense to uproot it now. You know, the Steelers aren't a team that usually fires coordinators. They typically allow their coordinators to run out on their contract. And Matt Canada is here for another season, I believe, under contract. So I would anticipate or believe that he's going to be here next year. If he's not... Uh, it's not going to, I'm not going to lose any sleep. Um, you know, I just hope that the next guy that comes in uh, is a lot, you know, it, it works at the end of the day. I want this team to win. I want this team to progress and I want this team to win as many football games as possible. And so whoever comes in next season, whoever is the offensive coordinator, I'm going to be rooting as hard as I possibly can for their success. Right now, Matt Canada is our offensive coordinator, so I'm rooting very hard for his success because if he's successful, our team is successful. If he's trending up in the right direction, our team is trending up in the right direction. Now, don't forget, guys, offensively, Najee Harris didn't play very well in the beginning portion of the season, whether it was due to injury, lack of um, you know, time out during developmental phase of of the football program early in the in training camp, whether it was just he was 
not in the right mindset and was doing a little bit too much shaking and baking versus trying to run over folks. You know, that changed as well, and that also helped out this team become better. And so, you know, this team was playing pretty poorly earlier in the in, in the season, and that wasn't just on the offensive coordinator. That was on, on the entire offensive, the players, the coordinator, the head coach, the whole nine yards. And as they gotten better as a team, they've played better as a team, and they've called better plays. I, the coaches have learned them. I think it's moving in the right direction. You know, going five and two out of the break, you know, with a rookie quarterback. That's that's good. That's not that's not a bad feat. You also have a rookie receiver out there that is, you know, um, getting majority of his, uh, you know, should be getting majority of the looks. You have a second year Pat Fryermuth as a tight end. You have second year running back Najee Harris. It's a very young team. They're growing together. I think it would be um, it would be be smart to let's just give it a little bit of patience and let's see what this team can do and develop. I think they're go- they're they're taking the steps in the right direction. You know, regardless if they end up getting into the uh, the playoffs or not, I have a strong feeling this team's going to win the next two games. And, you know, going to be going if those are the last games of this season for the Pittsburgh Steelers and they're going to be entering next season on a high note. Confidence is going to be very high. And you don't fix what's not broken at that point. You know, if the Steelers can pull off the next two wins at seven and two outside of the bye, that's a big confidence booster for this team. Let's not break that. Um when I get back, we're gonna hear some words from our uh, from our advertiser. We're gonna pay some bills. So when I get back on the other side, uh, we're gonna be talking. We'll be previewing this upcoming game against the, the hated, the rivals, the Ratbirds, the Baltimore Ravens. Don't go anywhere. See you on the other side. Check it out. You make it to the other side. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. I'm your behind the steel curtain host, Daniel J. And today we're talking about, you know, the trending, how the Steelers are trending upward. And now we're going to preview the uh, the upcoming matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, don't forget, y'all, this game was flexed. It is a night game. It is a primetime game. It is, um, <clears throat> you know, a game where the Pittsburgh Steelers you know, may know by the time it starts um, if they're still got a chance in the playoffs. Now, Tua, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, is going to be um, out. He's in the uh, concussion protocol. And so uh, there's a possibility some of those stars might align this week. And if so, it's going to be a big game come, come tomorrow night when the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Baltimore and take on the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> so, in this game, uh, the Ravens are are currently favored by two and a half points. Um, you know, 
if it wasn't a neutral spot, I think the Steelers are favored by half a point. You know, they, you know, they usually give three points to the home team. And so uh, this is a game that it doesn't look like Lamar Jackson's going to be playing, uh, coming back. Um, let's kind of look at the injury report right now. Um, Calais Campbell, their defensive end, hasn't participated up to this point when this recording has happened due to a knee injury. Um, let's see, Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson looks like he's going to be uh, participating. Lamar Jackson, I don't think he is. He's um he's not participated up to this point, and uh, he's been dealing with a knee injury that sidelined him before the Steelers game, um, a couple weeks before Steelers game. And so, I think that you also got well. Hold on, you got Marcus Peters, who also has a calf injury. He hasn't been participating yet, as of yet. And that, that seems to round it all out uh, for, you know, for what we're looking at in this upcoming game uh, health wise. And so with that being said, I don't think that we're going to see Lamar Jackson for the uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. It's going to be, um, in my opinion, Tyler Huntley. Now, he's not a, uh, a slouch, so to speak, uh, you know, in in uh, Lamar Jackson's absence. Huntley has gone, I believe it was uh, three and one um, since he's been the starting quarterback. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think he's been, you know, they've been moving the ball down the field adequately with the running game. He's filled in, you know, fine. Um, you know, he's not a, uh, it's not a slouch. In fact, I think I would probably, you know, probably take a, a limping Lamar Jackson. Over a uh, <laughs> over what we've seen out of uh, Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens as of yet or, or here early on now or recent. I'm sorry. Now, I, regardless of the fact, I don't think they're that dynamic offensively. I know a few weeks back they kind of you know killed the Pittsburgh Steelers in the running game. However, since then the Pittsburgh Steelers have kind of put a lid on that. Um, you know, allowing the uh, Carolina Panthers to only rush for 21 yards. Uh, holding Josh Jacobs to under 50 yards is, um, I mean, is impressive. You know, this defense has turned it around last week against the Raiders. <clears throat> they also held uh, Devontae Adam to only two receptions on nine targets. You know, th- that was their main weapons for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Steelers were able to put a lid on them throughout the entire game, four quarters. And, you know, I think this is going to be a different uh, defense uh, the Ravens aren't going to surprise the Steelers with a J.K. Uh, uh, Dobbins, um, you know, starting f- or getting uh, moved up into the uh, active spot the day before the game. The Steelers are going to be prepared, in my opinion, and not cut off guard. <clears throat> and so let's look at some history. Uh, the Steelers lead the all-time regular season series 29-24 and going 3-1 and in the playoffs against against the Baltimore Ravens um, under coach Harbaugh Baltimore's 15 and 17 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, including that's including the playoffs and they're seven and seven in Baltimore. So the Pittsburgh Steelers have been successful in Baltimore. Uh, there was a time not too long ago where uh, it was, uh, it seemed like they would, uh, the Steelers would win in Baltimore and the Ravens would win in Pittsburgh. It was, it was odd for a few couple of years there. And, you know, earlier this season, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Steelers at home. So it'd be a, a good time to return the favor, so to speak. And so, uh, you know, the Steelers 
Offense is ranked 23 to the Ravens defense, ranked 10. So this is going to be a formidable matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a night game. It's not going to be as cold as last week's game. However, it's still going to be in the elements. It's still a, a January, you know, game in January at night. So, you know, that's going to be something that the uh, both teams are going to have to deal with. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are going up against a uh, higher ranked defense, uh, ranked number 10. The Steelers defense going up against the Ravens offense. Uh, the defense is ranked 18th to the Ravens 17. So they're pretty uh, formidable, pretty matched up pretty well there. Uh, when you look at this matchup and you look at what the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens have done for the last, I don't know, 16 years or so, even maybe even longer than that, 18 years, I'm sorry, longer than that. Um, it's been a lot of close games, three-point games, uh, one-score games. And so I think in this game, the Pittsburgh Steelers have an opportunity to – I think they might score a little bit more than that. Um, and I don't think that the Ravens are going to keep up. I mean, when you look at what the Pittsburgh Steelers did – Three weeks ago with Mr. Trubisky, uh, they were able to move the ball down the field. Um, what ended up being the uh, the killer in that game, so to speak, <clears throat> was the three interceptions by Trubisky. Um, those things don't happen. There was also a blocked field goal. You know, this game changes. And so um, I think that Steelers are not going to make those same mistakes. They're going to play some fundamental football, some sound football on what they've been doing or how they've been playing as of since or as of recent. And I think they're going to take control of this game pretty easily. Um, you know, for this game and for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I think that, you know, my keys to victory are going to be protecting the ball. You know, the last time that they played against the Baltimore Ravens, as I mentioned, they turned the ball over three three times. Um, you know, losing 16-14 in a very close game. Um it should have been a victory, in my opinion. Um, you know, this game here, there's the stakes are up there. You know, it's 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 not as likely that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to um, make the playoffs. You know, it's it's a bit of a long run or a long shot. I'm sorry, but then you know, you think about you know the Pittsburgh Steelers getting into the playoffs last season and how remarkable that feat was. You know, when you look at the fact that you know. Jacksonville had to beat the uh, the Colts, and then the following, you know, that night the Raiders and the Chargers couldn't run, run uh, couldn't end in a, in a tie, and that game goes down to the last couple of seconds where it was almost a tie. <laughs> in fact, I thought there was a, there was a possibility that it was going to be a tie there. You know, I thought that they weren't going to run that play, and uh, fortunately, the uh, the Chargers called the timeout there at the end, and um, you know. The Raiders took advantage of it, kicked the field goal, and sent the Pittsburgh Steelers into the playoffs. You know, I think that it's going to take maybe it's not much of that much of a miracle or, or those type of um, sequence of events to happen, but I think there's a good possibility that the Steelers are still going to be in the hunt going into the last game of the season. Um, and man, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. You know, especially like I mentioned before, you know, you're going two and six. You're at two and six at the bye. Turn it around. If you can, you know, win this game, win the next game, that's seven and two. Regardless how you end up finishing out the uh, the season or, or if, regardless if you get into the playoffs or not, that's finishing in a high note. That's going into next season with confidence and, <clears throat> you, you know, something to build off of. 
And um, I think that's important for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin said, you know, very um, you know, a while ago, probably about midseason, that they dug themselves into a hole and it was going to take several games for them to dig themselves back out into respectability. You know, in these last few games and with these two games that are remaining on the season, I think they have the opportunity to do so. You know, this is going to be a matchup that I'm looking forward to seeing Kenny Pickett play again in. You know, unfortunately, he was injured in the last matchup where Roquan Smith slammed him into the turf and, you know, face masked him on the way down. Should have been a penalty on two fronts there. You know, Kenny Pickett's going to be in the game. You know, we're going to be able to see what he does in AFC North, Ravens, Steelers football. Stakes are up. Season is going to be on the line still. Can't get any better than this, y'all. Can't get any better than this. You know, the only thing that I guess could be better is that the Steelers could control their own destiny. Right now they don't, so I guess you can say it can be. But I think that <clears throat> this game here is going to be a close one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I completely went away from my keys of victory. Keys to victory are not turning over the ball. They're going to have to maintain um, possession of the ball and score with those possessions. You know, I think this is going to be a game that is going to be a heavy run on both sides. It's going to be one in the trenches. And when you have a team that's going to be running on both sides of the ball, when you're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, um, that's going to, those are going to equal to uh, drives that eat up a lot of time. Drives that eat up a lot of time are going to lessen the amount of opportunities you have to score. So what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have to do is score with the opportunities that they have. Um, get into um, scoring position and put it into the end zone. Uh, Boz is not, you know, he's been dealing with injury. I don't think he's 100%. That's my opinion why he missed a couple of field goals. He's not been himself this year. And so, you know, let's make it easier on him by not having to depend on him by putting the ball into the end zone. And I think this team can do it. I think this team can do it. Um, on the defensive side, my keys of victory are, you know, they're going to have to stop to run. They got gashed last time they played the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Since then, they've been one of the best teams, if not the best team, defensively when it comes to stopping the run. And when you look at the, the players and the teams that they were stopping the run against, those weren't um, teams that running wasn't their strength. It was their strength. And so um, I think this defense has turned a corner. Um, there's been a lot of Robert Spillane playing. Uh, I think he played 100% of the snaps for the last two games. And that might be indicative because of the fact that the uh, opposing team runs the ball so often. And so he's been a guy that doesn't shy away from tackling somebody or we're getting his face in the uh, in the hole, and uh, and and laying laying down the wood, so to speak. You know he what he, he does lack in coverage, and <laughs> he does get picked on about that. Uh, but you know he's a smart cerebral player, and I think he's 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 done a fantastic job. When you look at what the defense has done here recently, you know especially in this last game, holding down Devontae Adams, holding down Josh Jacobs. Um, he was a part of that defense. He was a part of that attack. He played 100% of the defensive snaps, so he was definitely a part about that defense. And so, 
in, in my opinion, he's he's you know he's making transition to being a uh, a decent linebacker. I'd still would like to see maybe perhaps uh, Robinson play a little bit more, just because you know in preseason he he looked like a beast. But you know preseason's one thing. There's not that much game plan and study and and teams aren't trying to put out their game plan out there, so it's very vanilla. So he may not look the same. But I would like to see what Mark Robinson can do out there. As far as my prediction of this game, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win 24 to 13. I think this isn't one of those games where the Steelers only win by three. Um, I think they uh, offensively, the Steelers are better than the Ravens. I think they move the ball down better. And I think that, you know, like Mike Tomlin said at the end of the last game is they grew up that night. Well, it's time to make another step and get some multiple touchdowns on the game, on the scoreboard. And I, I think they do that this week with a bunch of with, with all the stakes on the line. And wouldn't it be crazy that the Pittsburgh Steelers could possibly go into the final game of the season still in the hunt, still, you know, mathematically in position for a potential playoff appearance? That'd be something, man. I I would like to see it. I know there's a lot of folks that think that um, there's no point in that. I don't fall into that. I don't subscribe to that narrative. I want this team to win as many games as they possibly can, including this one against the Ratbirds. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. Please make sure you go check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com where you can get up to date on all your Steelers news and coverage. Also, check out wherever you're checking out this podcast. Make sure you follow, subscribe, do what you got to do. Give us a five-star rating if it's on Apple Podcasts. Go check out all the other podcasts that Behind the Steel Curtain put out every single day. You don't want to miss it. You'll be up to date on everything you need to know for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That way, when the time comes for the game, you're not surprised by the outcome or the circumstances. With that being said, guys, I'm your host, Daniel J. It's been a great one. Well, let's do this again next week. Hopefully still in contention for a playoff push. Peace out.